All right. Good evening and good afternoon to you. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Thank you for having me. My name is Callie Troutmiller, and I'm a debut author of Becoming American, a young adult World War II historical fiction. Um, I wrote the book. I started the book about five years ago. It came out about a year and a half, um, a year and a half ago. Um, I didn't have a background in writing other than I love reading. And I love reading all kinds of books, all different genres. Um, lately, I've been caught up in thrillers. I like reading a lot of fast-paced thrillers. Um, but then I also like romances, and I like historicals. So I, I just love reading. Um, I have three kids, and they're teenagers. Um, I live in Wisconsin in the U.S. And so our kids are getting ready to head back to school. So uh, we have about a week and a half left before they go to school. Um, my husband and I have worked in financial services for about 20 years. And so I really um, did not necessarily have the perfect background for writing a novel. Um, other than I, I kind of went through a midlife crisis about six years ago. Um, all of our kids were in school and I kind of looked around and realized I had devoted my life to raising these kids. And I needed a hobby. <laughs> so I uh, signed up for some writing classes. And um, I just I really, really loved it. I love the writing process. And I love the publishing process. Um, and so the rest, the rest is kind of history. Um, I tend to be an insomniac. So I don't sleep very well at night. And if I'm not taking Tylenol PM, uh, that is when I write. So that is typically when I read, when I write, and I have the quiet time. Um, I try going to the coffee shop, but the kids find me. Um, it's it's within biking distance, and they find me down there, so I can't hide. <laughs> you need to go to a further coffee shop. <laughs> yes, I do. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have ambitions when you were a child to write? Was it something that you've always wanted to do? Um, it is. Um, I did. You know, it, it was always kind of on the back burner. But I remember in probably third or fourth grade um, in class at school, we would write books. And I remember it was just the best day in the world when our final draft was going to be published and I remember our teacher would come in and she would have a huge book of wallpaper samples. And she would call your name up to the front desk and you could flip through this book and you could pick out a wallpaper sample. And that was your hardcover book. So I remember going through these beautiful flower wallpaper samples and picking out my hardcover and handing it in. And then the teacher would glue it onto some kind of cardboard cover and I was just so proud of those books. Um, so you might not have heard of it, but my very first published book was titled Babies. And it was a very informative book that talked about how babies cried and babies um, went to the bathroom and babies were cute. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so my love for reading and writing definitely stemmed way back. Um, but then as I grew, you know, grew up and kind of went to college and that kind of thing, I wasn't really sure how to take that or which avenue to go. Um, so I'm now in my 40s and just started really writing about uh, six years ago. 
<laughs> so it can age, happen at any time. <laughs> yeah, I've learned that. Some people don't pick it up to their 60s and, you know, and amazing. So, yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes. And, you know, I wish I would have loved to have written in my 20s, but I don't know if I would have been able to handle rejection as well back then. Um, my husband and I work in sales and so we had years of rejection and I got used to being rejected. So, um, when I got told no by several agents, first of all, um, I was able to kind of shake it off and I knew it was a numbers game. I knew I just had to keep, keep emailing people until I found the right person for this project. (laughs) (laughs) And what do your husband and kids think of your book as I read it? Well, um, my husband was the first one to read it, and he was a great cheerleader. Um, My one middle daughter, middle teenager, she had read a draft of it, and she said, oh, mom, you have to cut out a lot of this. It's too flowery. It's too boring. (laughs) And when I started writing it, I had just read quite a few Nicholas Sparks romance novels, and I love the way he always describes setting and, you know, just the beautiful trees and the wind and I personally love that. But what I've found for young adult readers, they want to get to the point. <laughs> they don't they don't care about that as much. Um, so my oldest daughter, the high schooler, she read it and really, really enjoyed it. Um, in fact, a couple of her classrooms picked up the book as one of their reading titles for their history class. Wow. And that's really why I wrote the book. Yes, I wanted to bring a lot of knowledge to my area on the Japanese American internment camps during World War II and the brave battalions that helped, you know, helped during World War II. Many of them were from the U.S., but they were Japanese Americans and they don't receive as much honor because of their ethnicity. Um, So that was really important for me to bring that knowledge to young adults. Um, My son reads more graphic novels and he told me he would read it in like eight to 10 years. <laughs> so he has not read it. <laughs> Fair enough. He likes uh, Captain Underpants. That's what he's reading these days. So <laughs> I don't take it too personally. <laughs> <laughs> and um, how was it doing the research? Was it difficult, uh, some of the stuff that you had to read? or You know, it it was very, it pulled on my, my heartstrings, just reading the stories. And I read, gosh, probably 12 to 15 books on World War II personal accounts, um, what these soldiers had gone through in battle, and just the price they paid and the sacrifices they had made to fight for our country. And the 100th Battalion and the 442nd, which I write about, um, they were born in the United States, but because they're Japanese American, people saw them as the enemy um, after Japan had bombed Pearl Harbor. And so it just amazed me that these men were willing to fight for our country after our country had imprisoned their families. Um, and they just, they're, they're honorable. And I really wanted to honor them in this book. So it's a historical fiction, but all the facts you know, everything in the book is factual other than the characters. Um, and I love reading about history. I love reading and learning more about things I don't know about. And then I love creating my own characters and putting them in the middle of these historical situations to see how they would react. Um, 
but I love the research. I read quite a few books and then I met up with the battalions and I met up with the Japanese Cultural Center. Um, I have a friend whose family was interned during World War II and she was, she read through my book and offered some suggestions. And more than anything, I really wanted this book to honor those families and I wanted to make sure that it was done respectfully. So um, I learned a lot in the process. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and who was your favorite character to write? Oh, it was definitely Robbie. So he is the older brother. So the book follows a young Japanese American girl and her family as they're sent to an internment camp following the bombing of Pearl Harbor um, on suspicion of her father aiding the enemy. Um, and her older brother, Robbie, really battles internally with being supportive and being the head of the household for their family as their father sent away. But then he also struggles with this independence where he wants to fight for our country during World War II. Um, so he's really conflicted, conflicted throughout the whole book. Um, and I just, I really, really enjoy his character. Um, he's still my favorite. And even now when I watch movies, once in a while, I see a lead actor, and I'm like, "That's my Robbie." If this could be a, if this could be a movie, that would be my Robbie right there. <laughs> so. Is that a dream for it to become a film? Oh yes, yes. But I really enjoyed writing from different viewpoints, and um, it helps me creatively. I love reading books that have different viewpoints that skip around a little bit. It makes books go a lot quicker for me. The pace. And as I'm writing, if I get bored with one character, I just jump into another character role. And I really, I really love doing that. So it gives me a lot of creative freedom. <laughs> and do you have any idea what you're going to write next? Are you going to stick with historical or are you going to try something else? Yeah, well, I do have a thriller that's sitting in the back of my closet. It's been back there for about six to seven years, but I, I'm not quite confident pulling that one out yet. That one might not ever see the light of day, but it's fun to work on once in a while. Um, but otherwise, I'm just wrapping up um, a book that's almost ready for editing. Um, that's when the real magic happens, when I have a professional actually fix it all for me. <laughs> So, um, and that one is more on, again, it takes place in the 1930s and it kind of, it follows the young teenage boy as he's going through the Chicago mob scene um, during the bootlegging times and um, it connects and transitions into the Dust Bowl um, in the U.S. during the 1930s. Um, so that one is a historical fiction as well and follows two different characters and how they how they react to these events and kind of how their lives uh, mesh together. So it's got a little hint of romance in it, too. I always have to throw in just a little bit of romance. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, um, as you're so interested in history, if you were able to go to any time in history, where would you go? Oh, that's a really tough question. Oh, gosh. Um, I really don't know. I would probably say the Renaissance because I just love the Renaissance period with the arts and, of course, the costumes. I mean, I would love to get away with walking down the street in one of those beautiful costumes. Um, I, I understand there were some health concerns that came with 
with those costumes, you know, minor things like fainting and that kind of thing. But, <laughs> but I still love going to the Renaissance Festival and it's just, it's so, it's just beautiful. Um, so I would love to go back there for a day. <laughs> um, since that first moment when you became an author, is there one standout moment or what's been your favorite memory or moment so far? Oh gosh, there's been a lot. Um, there's been a, a lot, but I definitely think the minute I actually opened up the first box of books that came in, um, that was my favorite. Just it, it just seems surreal. So I open up the box and I've been checking every day to see if Amazon had dropped a box off when I came home from work. And the day it was finally there, um, I opened up the box and just to see the cover and it's such a team, it's such a team sport, if you will. You know, I always kind of thought of writing as being so solitary and it really is during the writing process. But then after that, it's, it's just a team sport. You have your cover designer and your editor and publisher and to see it all come together and finally, you know, come out in a book format is, is awesome. Um, it took me a year to read it, honestly, because I was so scared I would find typos and I was so nervous. I'm such a perfectionist. Um, and I was mortified to find I, I did find a typo. So there is one spot where a soldier, instead of walking through the desert, he's walking through a dessert. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was a little mortified, but it's been fun when I go in and I talk to elementary schools. They love hearing that. And I just tell them, you know, that's that's part of anything you do in life. There's going to be mistakes and you just have fun with it and you move forward and that's okay. It doesn't have to be perfect. It's a story. <laughs> so. Um, when you get feedback, what do you get shouted at for, for overusing? What word or phrase do you overuse? Uh, which phrase do I overuse? <laughs> yep. Oh gosh. I would say, follow your passion, follow your passion. Don't give up, you know, um, just if your calling is to write a book and you have a story in your heart, um, there's people out there who want to read it. Don't be offended if you have critics. Um, I've always heard if you don't have critics, you're not, you're not doing anything, you know, you're not doing anything big <laughs> and it's okay. Not everyone will like what you write. And that's why there's different genres. You know, all three of my teenagers read completely different books. And I've tried picking up New York Times bestselling books. And some of them I just cannot get into and I'm not interested in. And then I've gone to our little free library down the road and I picked up these obscure books that were written locally. And I just love them and couldn't put them down. So my best, my best advice is just follow your passion, follow your, you know, follow your heart and um, everything will fall into place. And have you made lots of author friends? I've made a few. Yeah, I made a few and it's, it's been really fun because I have friends who are really successful and they were published by the biggest publishing agencies in the US and they're very successful. And I have friends who self-publish and are extremely successful. Um, and then myself, I work with a smaller publisher and it's perfect for me. I can call her and she'll pick up and I need that one-on-one -on -one close relationship um, to kind of guide me through. 
Um, and when I first started um, sending out the project to see if I could get some blurps and some reviews, I was amazed at just how genuinely humble some really large authors were. Uh, Graham Salisbury is a really popular author and I couldn't, I never imagined he would even answer my email and he actually took the time without knowing me to read the book and offer a review that's on the cover. And so it just really reminded me, just be a good person, stay humble and help others as you're reaching your goals. <laughs> yeah, and um, we have the same over here, the, um, especially the crime um, author network is really supportive. I hear it all the time. Um, so yeah, uh -huh. it's really lovely. <laughs> Absolutely. And especially this past year, too, during COVID, there's been so many authors who have free Zooms out there um, that teach you writing technique and different things. And I have plugged into so many of those. And I really feel it's it's changed my writing. And um, it just it feels supportive. They don't know who I am plugging in. I'm one of a 1000 2000 people on their Zoom call, just listening and taking notes. But it's meant the world to me to be able to jump on these for free and um, gain some insight. And do you get a lot of feedback from readers? I do. Yep. So I get feedback from, from readers. Most of them, um, a lot of them actually tell me stories of their parents and grandparents fighting in World War II. And um, I was able to meet even a couple World War II veterans who are in their late 90s who read the book and I got pictures with them. And, um, and then I had heard back from the 100th Battalion Veterans Club and they praised the book and that meant the world to me. Um, you know, more than anything, I just really wanted to do that justice and I really wanted to honor uh, their, their legacy. Oh, yeah, that must have been amazing. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It made it all worthwhile. And it makes the, you know, it makes some of the bad reviews and low star ratings when you get those, you know, it's like you get so many good ones. And then the ones that stand out are the couple that just, you know, are, you know, awful. Um, but it made, it makes it worthwhile. It, it reminded me why I did this, why I took this project on. And um, it really meant a lot to have their, their praises. <laughs> um, if you were able to spend a day with any author dead or alive who would you like to spend a day with oh I would oh that's hard um that's really hard I love so many different authors I love Stephen King I just read his book on writing and that book had been recommended to me several times. And I've read a lot of his horror books growing up, but I had never read his book on writing. And he's fascinating. Um, I'd love to spend time with him. Um, I love the Outlander series. So um, I would love, of course, to spend time um, with Diana. Um, and Jojo Moyes, I love her books. Um, I read, I read a lot of everything. <laughs> so, and in fact, you know, before I even read the back cover of a book or read a book, usually I read about the author because I'm always fascinated by their stories and how they came to be a writer. So I usually, usually read more about the author than I even do about their books. <laughs> 
Yeah, Stephen King is as popular over here, also one of my all-time favourites. So oh, yes. I really get that. I think he would be top of my list. So Oh, absolutely. And he was going to come to the Twin Cities by where I live a couple of years ago. Um, there's a literary event and it got cancelled because of COVID, but he's in a band with other authors. So I think he plays guitar. And I just remember, I think I was in fifth grade, maybe fourth grade, and my dad always read a lot of Stephen King books. And I just felt like the biggest rebel because when he wasn't paying attention, I would go and sneak some of his books and I would read them out in the garage. And so I read Salem's Lot and Cujo and The Stand and all these really, really scary, (laughs) scary books. Um, But I just, I love them. I was hooked. Yeah, um, we've got um, an event in Scotland actually in September and Stephen King is going to feature, but um, like from America, so he's going to be beamed over, but that's quite exciting. Oh, that might be a good reason for me to to fly over there. (laughs) I might have to tell my husband that I have some kind of author event that's mandatory and it just requires me flying to Scotland. I can't bring anybody with me. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) absolutely yeah I mean it's not many chances he get to see Stephen King especially for us we don't ever so right oh very fascinating yes he is he's really entertaining and um Kathy Rikes as well which will be quite cool um she is another of my author heroes so perfect (laughs) oh are you going to that then are you going to attend yeah perfect um yeah yeah I'll take pictures and I'll send them to you (laughs) yes please do (laughs) please do (laughs) um and what do you like to do when you're not writing uh when I'm not writing I love anything outdoors um I love hiking I love kayaking um of course I love reading I love gardening uh, my garden's not doing so well. Gardening doesn't love me, but I, I like gardening. <laughs> um, a lot of quiet activities. A lot of, you know, a lot of the writing process I found too takes place in your head when you don't have pen and paper in front of you. It's working through storylines in your head as you're doing something, you know, something outside or in nature. Um, it just allows me to kind of decompress. And um, so pretty much anything anything out in nature I guess awesome (laughs) yes Uh, yeah I can imagine a garden oh no (laughs) yeah (laughs) our weather over here is too terrible anyway it's just rain sure well we haven't we haven't had a lot of rain so it's required me to water and I I kind of go by the theory of relying on rain and if it doesn't rain it's not meant to be <laughs> so so because of that I have a hand you know I have a couple buckets of green beans green beans and a few tomatoes and that's about it <laughs> so that's all right well that's okay that's okay it gets me outside I get a little sun and I get to kind of have some quiet time <laughs> So after the book that you're just finishing, do you have any idea what you're going to do next? None. (laughs) Um, No, I don't. This one that I'm just finishing, I've been working on for about a year and a half. And um, 
I think I'm going to take some time and just read a lot of different books uh, for fun and um, wait until inspiration hopefully hits again. <laughs> so hopefully I'll have an answer for you in the spring. <laughs> That's miles away. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> is your uh, to be read list the same as long as all of ours while you're writing are they building up oh yeah yes absolutely I have books coming from Amazon constantly and I love reading you know reading the list of hot new titles coming out and I love being part of online book clubs to see what people are reading and um, I just have stacks stacks and stacks of books <laughs> and um are you planning on doing any um literary events are there any um going ahead uh yeah so a lot of them from last year that had been rescheduled are um are set on the calendars again which is exciting um so i'm i'm actually in our hometown i live in a town called river falls um I have, I'm speaking at the library. They're doing an immigration series and I'm one of the speakers um, in a couple of weeks. So I'm excited about that. And I like going through a lot of the history of the events leading up to um, the inspiration for this book, but more about the historical aspect. Um, and then I also am speaking to a couple of high schools coming up in the next month and a half. Um, and I'll be honest, I'm kind of terrified for that. <laughs> I, you know, I can speak to a thousand adults and it doesn't bother me as much, but you put me in front of uh, middle schoolers and high schoolers and I'm kind of scared to death. So <laughs> I already told my daughter, she asked if she could be sick from school that day. And I told her absolutely not. And I told her I will pay her and her friends to laugh when they're supposed to laugh and show me a little <laughs> bit of love up there. <laughs> So we'll see how that turns out. <laughs> uh, I'm sure she'll be very proud. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I'll find out afterwards at home, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, she already, she was looking over my shoulder when I was putting together the presentation earlier this summer. And she said, you're not planning on putting, that's not for the, the show, the slideshow for my school. Is that you're not planning on putting that, that bitmoji in there? There are you? I said, yes, this is that presentation. And I actually was planning on putting that in there. She's like, oh, please take it out. <laughs> so, but it'll be fun. It's, it's, it's nice to have things rescheduled and, you know, get things back on the books from last year. Just keep moving forward. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and hopefully you can come to Scotland. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, me too. Me too. If you get a chance, send me the information and I would love to at least see if I can plug in or see if they have some kind of some kind of um, link where you can watch it after the fact. I would love to see that. Yeah, I think um, I think they're doing it hybrid um, in case people weren't comfortable traveling. So there are online. Okay. I'll send you the, the website when we finish. Perfect. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Please do. And you might even see me in the crowd. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Not that you'd miss me absolutely. with my hair anyway. <laughs> stand out of my I, love I love it. It's beautiful. That'll be perfect. Well, <laughs> and I wish you well. And um, I can't wait to hear about it. Yeah, it should be. <clears throat> it should be amazing.
hopefully. Absolutely. <laughs> Some Absolutely. of our um, biggest British um, writers are going as well, so. Okay. And when did you say that is? That's in September? Yeah, the 17th to 19th, I think. Okay, perfect. Oh, wow. Well, that sounds amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, it's one of the biggest. Um, I went to the biggest in July and I loved every second of it. So um, the only thing that was missing was American authors. Sure. Because none could travel. So, sure. yeah. Sure. Yeah. So hopefully next year um, at Harrogate, all of, all of the American authors can come as well. Absolutely. And then we yes. can <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, well, very yeah. good. Well, I appreciate you taking the time again. I won't keep you any longer. I know it's late. <laughs> and yes. so glad we could connect. I really appreciate this. And this is such a great thing you do. And I'm always looking for podcasts and just little tidbits of information and inspiration to push you through the, the self-doubt. So that's a really good thing that you do. Yeah, I know you're all a bunch of insecure, nervous wrecks. So I'll try and uh, <laughs> try do anything I can to help. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so before we go, would you just like to tell everyone where they can find your books and where they can find out more about you? Sure, absolutely. Yes, I have a website, CallieTroutmiller.com. Um, so it's C-A-L-L-I-E-T-R-A-U-T-M-I-L-L-E-R.com. Um, otherwise, the books are available on Amazon, of course, um, Barnes and Noble, um, pretty much any of the, the books, you know, the popular bookstores, as, as well as a lot of uh, smaller bookstores in my area. But that would be definitely tough for you to track down. <laughs> <laughs> where you are so um I live in a smallish town <laughs> so I would I would go with Amazon <laughs> yes, um, but yes visit my website any anytime I love interviewing authors as well so I have different interviews on my website um all different genres and I just I try to really provide insight and inspiration to readers and um, hopeful authors as well Brilliant. Well, I'll be checking that out as well then. <laughs> Perfect. All right, Donna. Well, thank you. I appreciate your time and I wish you well. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your, your summer here and that you make it to Scotland for that author event. Yep. Yeah, thank you. And enjoy the rest of your day and everything you have to do. <laughs> All right. We have dentist appointments and hair cutting appointments today for school. <laughs> So this is the highlight of my day today and I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> no.